This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. As promised in our daily financial news, we got Matt, the mortgage guy, coming back for his weekly expert series. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Hey, man. So in video number one today, we talked about the changes at the CFPB being positioned to help the individuals keep them on the wealth or property ladder, big wealth generator. Totally get it. I also postulated that they're doing it to protect the banks and themselves. That's just my opinion. But what I want to talk about here is what are going to be the unintended consequences of this? Because there will be some. And I actually think most are predictable. Uh, Do you have anything you want to throw out there first? Well, I think, you know, when I try to think of analogies and stuff, when I think about stimulus and and money being flooded, you you know, I've got kids. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can think of analogies with kiddos where it's like, you know, as you're giving them sugar and they're partying and, and they're, you know, doing their thing. It's all fun and games. And then when, when the sugar high wears off, then where are we left at? Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's what we currently have going on is just this never ending yeah. flow of money. And like the Jerome Powell, like money printer gun is just yeah. like a visual <laughs> I have in my head. Whenever I think about like four, you know, trillion dollar infrastructure packages yeah. or, you know, CFPB saying we won't let anybody foreclose. We'll do anything in our power. Um, you know, because because forbearance, I talked about it in some videos I made. Forbearance was stimulus. That's no, really what it was. There's it no was question. like, hey Mike, do you want to take 12 months off? Click a button and you just got 25 grand if your payment's twenty one hundred dollars a month. Exactly. And that's like it was another form of stimulus. Oh, there's no question. There one of the reasons we have record savings as Americans is because a lot of people took payment pause. It's just a reality, right? Yeah, so. and that and that's and that's one thing. Like me, I mentioned it uh, briefly when we talk, spoke the first time. Is that this might be an overcorrection because they're using whatever metrics they're using and saying there's 2.5 million people in forbearance or whatever. They're not really digging in and seeing like I'm seeing conversations I'm having every single day. Vast majority, and I say vast. Let's just give it a number of 70. Yes, percent are taking forbearance because one, it's easy. You don't have to prove hardship. You just click a button. Two, if you want to pad your savings, if you want to pay off other debt, if you just, whatever yeah. you want to do, you just do it, right? And so if you're if you're creating programs like, hey, we're going to avoid a foreclosure wave and we're, we're going to do whatever we can as a CFPB, but it's really only helping the 15 or 20%, what happens to the froth of the yeah. whole program? Yeah, so let's talk about some unintended consequences. I think we touched on one in the beginning and that is... Uh, no inventory is coming from the distressed sellers for at least a year, probably two years, right? So that inventory, which I thought was a trickle, which could have been 3 million. I don't ever think it was going to be 3 million, but somewhere between zero and 3 million and yeah. is now mainly zero, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it might be 50,000, right? There might be real like divorce or things that happen, right? There'll be a very, very small number of folks and it'll be a, it'll be a blip in every market across the country right? Inventory is not going to go up. Is that fair? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. The other one that I'm interested about, because you're a mortgage guy, I'm wondering, this is the one I really wanted to ask you. 
I wonder if one of the unintended consequences of all of this is that interest rates go up because lenders, mortgage-backed security operators, they demand more of a return, right? Because they've been eaten 12 months of no payments. Now they've got to freaking do all these forbearance things. What is to say that they're like, damn it, I don't want 3% anymore. I want four and a half. And then obviously that trickles down to mortgages going up. Do you think that might be one of the unintended consequences is that new loan rates go up because of this? Yeah, that could happen. And I, and I think that, you know, loan rates are, are bound to go up naturally because, mm-hmm. you know, it's foot on gas, levers being pressed to keep rates low. And eventually 40 billion a month in mortgage-backed securities is going to either go back to 30 and 20 and 10 and eventually be zero, right? And then mm-hmm. when it all shakes out, then you got five or 6% 30-year fixed. And that's something that I had a conversation with somebody recently about where it I, I keep an open mind mm-hmm. where, where I say, I don't think this forbearance thing is as big as an issue as people are making it. And I, and I don't see this happening. And just based on supply and demand, I just do not see anything, you know, affecting housing in a negative way in the next 24 to 36 months, you know, yeah. at least 12 or 18 months. Right. Yeah. Um, but something that, that, that I talked to somebody about recently, and it made sense, right. Is that if we look at affordability and me and you can look at the numbers and we're not the guys making housing crash videos. We can say, you know, 07 versus 2021, the P&I payment is less. Exactly. Like it's, it's getting more affordable, not yeah, less. Exactly. But, but I understand. And, and through this conversation I had where I said, listen, I, I, I want to not just have rose colored glasses on all the time that if we go from 3% to five and a half, that's going to hurt affordability. Oh, without question. Immensely. Yeah. Immensely. Yeah. Um, and so that could be an unintended consequence where, you know, due to that, due to the, you know, easing or whatever is going to happen with, with buying of mortgage-backed securities, you know, rates can have the same type of multiple layered effect where that's affecting them. No more mortgage-backed securities are being bought. And then we go five and a half, six percent. That could be very detrimental. And, you know, as we continue to fatten up and inflate, mm-hmm. you know, we've got more room to fall. Oh, there's, so this is actually a good conversation because I do think the largest unintended consequence is affordability. The number that I value more than any other number is going to fall. My market today, I think is 47, it might be 48, I forget, but it will fall. It'll fall because prices are going to go up. We've talked about that. They're going to rise double digits again this year, probably. Interest rates are going to go up by the end of the year. They're relatively low now, but let's say they're 5%. You take a 5% mortgage where it used to be three and a half, you take a 360 now to a 400. Affordability is going to fall in my market and in most of the country. But here's the deal. Because of the rate structure and the debt structure, um, I don't think we have a pop this time. So you know, let me use the balloon analogy because everybody calls it a bubble, right? When you blow up a balloon and you keep blowing it up, it, there's three things that could happen. One is you just blow it up to beyond the capacity of the, I don't know what you call it, the elasticity or whatever, the balloon, and it pops. Too much air, not enough, whatever. Possible. Another thing is at some point, something can come around and prick it and cause it to pop. But there is one other variable that nobody's talking about. You could stop blowing in the balloon and just let the air out here. It just naturally slows down. I think what we're going to see in the third is the third. It's just going to get unaffordable. You're going to have less demand. You're going to have supply slowly build, and it's going to lit out here. Um, it's not going to pop. It's going to be us. We're going to probably have, we could have a five-year period of no appreciation once we get to the top. 
because the only thing, the other thing you can have is incomes go up, right? There's three variables that drive affordability, interest rate, price, and income. So that's what I think is coming. I don't, everybody wants to talk a bubble and popping. I actually think this time is going to surprise us. And that's going to be one of the unintended consequences is affordability is going to come down. And then we're going to, we're going to flatline for like five years. No, I, I agree with you hundred percent. And, and, and real quickly on rates going up, um, I, I see long-term rates going up. I don't see it happening that fast. You know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we're still under three and a half percent at the end of this year. Really? And, Ooh, you know, that's good. And, uh, you know, because I just think that there's enough levers still being pressed, but I agree with you. And I, I have this conversation with people where I say, Hey, listen, if, if, if we've got crazy appreciation, which I understand is fairly unsustainable to go 15% a year for five years, yeah, right? But if we go, happen. you know, in some markets, they saw 14, 16 in 2020, if we see eight, 10, 12 in yeah. 2021, People don't understand that next year, if things slow down, like you said, we're, we're letting a little air out. Rates go up a little bit. There's a little bit more inventory. We're slowly, you know, and we only see 4% appreciation. It's still appreciation. Home yeah. prices are still going up. And the next year we see zero. Yeah. And then the year after that, zero. Yeah. It's 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 still not driving backwards 20 exactly. miles an hour. There's not a, you know? there's no crash. There's just not going to happen. And here's the last one I want to talk about. And this is a big one for folks, because this is, this could be a generational change. One of the things that we're going to see, because I think rates are higher every year going forward for the next four or five years, is, and especially because of this CFPB change, especially, we are going to lock, it's going to be like rent control. There are going to be people locked into their house that will never leave, right? So we usually have a very robust move up, right? The average home is like eight years. I think we're going to see that extend to 14 or 15 years. So this yeah. stuff is not going to happen. People are going to be locked in because they took this 40-year forbearance. And oh, by the way, they have this $50,000 second sitting there, which means if they did sell, they wouldn't see any money. I think we're going to lock so many people up that they'll never move. And I think that's going to be a nasty surprise. I, I agree too. And it's just another thing that hurts uh, supply because people aren't listing their houses and move. And, and I think it was, uh, there was the stat for like turnover rate. Yeah. It's just gone, you know, it got cut in a fourth and it was people were were you know turning and 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 there was all this turnover that went from four percent to one percent or so i don't remember the statistic yeah. exactly but the latest stat i saw mike and when we've been on this trend already is like 10.5 years in a house wow and so for whatever wow. reason that's trending up and if that goes even higher i agree a thousand percent if somebody gets you know in a modification that's a really great deal I talked to people through the last one that were just, were in a deal. Refinance didn't make sense. Selling and buying something new didn't make sense. So it's like, hey, listen, I'm in this $1,486 loan that's spread out over 40 years and it's got a rate that's this low. And, yeah. and what the CFPB is saying through this latest thing is like, we're going to not just ask services, we're going to force servicers exactly. to provide options. And, and so it's like 2% for the first five years, and then it goes three, four, and five, and then it sticks at five, but it's a 40 year term. Like you can't, you can't beat that in the open market. People are going to be locked. Like you said, we're going to have, this is This is going to be the largest unintended consequence that we pay for, for the next several decades. It's just going to be and, reality. And, and, and an unintended consequence that we should talk about too is that when you talk about trying to help the people that are the most vulnerable and the people that can least afford it, mm -hmm. this hurts them because yeah. as home prices continue to get up and it, and it becomes unaffordable because of all this stuff yeah. we're doing, 
two years from now, somebody who's got three and a half percent down FHA and is trying to buy a house in an average neighborhood with, with decent schools, it's going to be harder. It's yeah. Again, prices are going to go up. Supply is going to stay artificially low because of what they're doing. It is going to, if you own stuff, you're smiling, but not enough of us do. The property ladder is real. The best way to generate wealth is by owning assets. And this is just going to make it harder for the average person to start, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Let's hope there's no further stuff like these crazy fifteen thousand. Oh my home God! Could you imagine if the credit? Came out? I just thought about like like oh. how many more how many more uh, sticks can we throw in this fire? Could you? That would. Oh, that is. You're right. I forgot about that. The, if they throw a fifteen thousand dollars first time buyer tax credit on top of this. Oh, I can't even imagine. How, oh my God. I don't even want to think about it. All right. Well, we'll talk about that in a future episode because that could be right. a, that could be amazing. Thanks, buddy. I haven't heard much talk of it. So so it's it's on the back burner as it should be in, yeah. during this current climate. So well, uh, do me a favor, Matt. Where can people find you and what's your YouTube channel? Um, it, please check me out on YouTube, uh, Matt the Mortgage Guy. I'm actually uh, having you on next Monday, Mike. I've been doing live every Monday at 5 p.m. And that's really fun. Um, more often than not, I think I'm just going to do it solo and just do Q and A. Yeah. I did two hours and 40 minutes of Q and A last uh, two days ago, and it was awesome. You know, it's 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 more than just ask a question and then wait for a response. You know, YouTube comments. It's like back and forth yeah. and, and have some some good discussion. So that was fun. Um, if you have a specific question that you want me to answer, you could email me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at mattthemortgageguy.com. I am working on putting together a website where I can refer you to a mortgage broker outside of California because I've been getting tons of inquiries. And I want to forward you to someone that I like and trust who can take care of you if you're not in California. So coming soon, by the end of April, is is uh, greatmortgagebroker.com. Uh -huh. The domain's bought. I've, I've just got to have the jot form. That, yeah. that has, uh, you know, what state you're in. I'm going to record a video that says you're here. I'm going to refer you to someone I like and trust. They better take care of you or it's going to come back to me and I'm going to get on them. So nice. um, that's in the works. Yeah. And if you're in California, looking to buy, looking to refi, whatever it is, do yourself a favor, reach out to Matt, the mortgage guy, and uh, tell him he came from one rental at a time. He'll take care of you. How do you want him cool. to reach out? Uh, email Matt, M-A-T-T -T, at MattTheMortgageGuy.com. Plenty of them do, and I'm happy to help. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Take care. Yep. Thanks, Mike.